Hi there. So just offering a short introduction uh, to the benefit of the doubt review that we're going to be doing today. And this matches up against uh, the four horsemen of contempt. And in the podcast today, I offer an example about when you're texting each other at work and uh, maybe one person isn't responding in the way the other person likes, that offering benefit of the doubt in that situation, somebody's busy, somebody doesn't want to pick up their phone when they're at work, whatever it is, that it's nothing to take personal and to offer the person the benefit of the doubt and know that they do want to answer you, but they're tied up at work. And I just wanted to tie that back to contempt. I'm going to take that example. So if we take that further, we don't offer the benefit of the doubt and we start to really take it personal and think this person doesn't care about me. They clearly don't care because they don't respond at work when I text them. The contempt can come in when you start to think, well, they don't care about me, so I won't care about them. And there starts to be uh, dismissiveness in the relationship, uh, blowing off any uh, connection that the other person may be seeking. Well, you didn't answer me at work, so why should I respond to you? Or, oh, I see when you want something, I hear from you. Can you see how that could snowball into contempt? Just completely starting to disregard any attempts that person may make, your partner may make for connection. So have your ear tuned while you listen to this episode and I describe what benefit of the doubt is and how to better utilize it in, in your relationship. Be tuning your ear to how contempt could creep in if if benefit of, the, benefit of the doubt is not offered. Enjoy. Welcome to Marriage Breakdown, everyone. This is Tammy, and today, continuing our series on divorce-proofing your marriage, we're talking about offering your partner benefit of the doubt. And what does this mean? What is benefit of the doubt? <laughs> have to do with divorce proofing your marriage? How does this work? Well, first of all, it's about really understanding that your partner is a human being with flaws and a busy life and uh, sometimes has good intentions, but makes mistakes, uh, things like that. And I think that we tend to forget that um, when we're in pain or a partner does something that uh, is hurtful to us or causes us pain uh, intentionally or not. And it's hard to remember that they're also just doing the best they can uh, with whatever they learned about how relationships work and whatever, whatever's going on for them and whatever their needs are and what aren't being met and all of these things. And so the first thing I want to really highlight for you is the minute that you give room for your partner to be a fallible human being, you also get permission to be that with your partner. And so that's got to be very relieving to both of you. Hey, we're two human beings doing the best we can. And sometimes 
even with good intentions, we hurt each other. And that's just part of relationship. Uh, Any kind of relationship that you look at, you don't ever set out, most of us don't, to set out to hurt or push buttons or things like this. But hurt happens. And what I want to suggest to you is that before it does get intentional, before it heads into places you may not be able to come back from, try to offer this benefit of the doubt to each other and live in this space where, yeah, intentional or unintentionally hurt, hurting each other is just part of, of a relationship and therefore so is repair. And it's not really about avoiding or sidestepping hurting your partner. It's about making sure that you repair when something like that has done, has been done. So that's the way that we're talking about benefit of the doubt today is trying to see that your partner's human and not setting out to hurt or intentionally push buttons or whatever's going on. And and to understand that hurt, hurting each other is a part of relationship and that it's really about learning to repair. And so what happens when something your partner does triggers you? Often we assume that the partner understands that they're triggering us or understands that that was hurtful or intentionally set out, things like that start to happen. And we may start to say that to ourselves. And I'm going to give an example of this in just a second, but I'm, I'm going to keep going on this explanation. So remember that, you, that assuming what's going on for your partner and believing that they intended to hurt you or they knew you were push, they were pushing your button, um, kind of gets into this place where you start to assume you can read their minds or that they can read yours, that they know that's a trigger, you know, all of these things. But really, when you sit in a place of benefit of the doubt, you're really talking about not assuming and clarifying and asking. So be transparent about what's happening for you. Talk about the fact that something that was done or said hurt you and ask them if that was their intent. Don't accuse. Come at it with the idea of the benefit of the doubt that they weren't intentionally right pushing you into some kind of trigger or doing something they knew would hurt you. And so that's really what we're talking about here with benefit of the doubt. So if we just use an example here, so often when we both go off to work, when a couple heads out to work, I've heard these kind of things come up. And maybe someone has text their partner while they're at work, And maybe their partner doesn't respond. And when there's no benefit of the doubt, the other partner that's waiting for a response could start saying things like, they don't care about me. They don't have a minute 
to respond to a text from me. I'm not on their mind once they're at work. I'm not important. I'm not a priority. And then maybe you text again, right? And again, are not responded to. And then suddenly your the trigger becomes heightened, right? Now all the things you've now told yourself start to get solidified. This must be what they're thinking. This is how they feel about me, right? And there may be something triggering there for you, something critical about getting a response from your partner that may need to be discussed and negotiated with your partner later. But in the moment, right, you can start to really get hyped up. So if we now take this example and go with the idea of benefit of the doubt, So you've sent a text to your partner at work, you don't get a response, and you start to offer benefit of the doubt to your partner by going, they're busy, work is very intense for them right now, they've been sharing that with me in the evening, I don't need a response this second, it's not critical, I know my partner would absolutely be there for me if this was something critical. I know ways that I could get uh, their attention if it was critical. This is me seeking connection with them. I may miss them while I'm at work and they're at work. I just want a moment of connection. And I've got to give my partner the benefit of the doubt if they had time, if they weren't fully involved in what they were doing at work, they would absolutely respond to my bid for connection, right? And so it's keeping in mind, right, that your partner only has so much room, right? It's not about not prioritizing your relationship. It's about the fact that they're in a workplace. Maybe it's maybe they're in a meeting with their boss and they can't look at their phone for a period of time and in no way intended to hurt you. But now these things are going on for you that they didn't intend that they absolutely would have responded if they were available to respond, these kind of things, right? So by sitting in benefit of the doubt on your side, think about all of that worry and stress you now are not caring. And maybe you're able to focus on work now where if all of those thoughts were invading like that, when I described not having benefit of the doubt, now you're also thrown off and maybe you're going to have a terrible day now, right? But if you get, if you have this moment of they're busy, I should probably focus too, right? Before you know it, your partner may be responding and letting you know that they were in a meeting with their boss and they couldn't respond to your email and apologizing for that and, and then responding to your bid for connection. And then it kind of feels like, why did I go through all of that? for no apparent reason, right? That's where benefit of the doubt can come in. That's also a clue to you if that's hard for you to, if you get triggered in something like that, there may be something you need from your partner and you may need to work out how to send a bid for connection when you're both at work and get a response in a way that makes you feel good. You know, maybe you talk about particular times it's good to check in with each other at work when it's not as busy 
you know, things like that. Maybe you make a special moment in the morning before you head to work. So you're kind of filled up with some level of feeling connected to your partner and not so lonely at your work day without them. And, and if you both are going to be very involved and not be able to respond to each other, don't assume, ask, do they even have time in their day to respond to you? Is it going to really limit them or they're not going to really be able to give you the kind of response you need? And this, this plays into setting your partner up for success too. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. So to summarize, benefit of the doubt is really about understanding that relationship. Part of relationship is just that partners get hurt and, and intentional or not, usually not. And especially in the, in the, uh, Example I just used, someone being at work and just not being able to respond, though it might be hurtful to the other partner who wanted the response, again, that person isn't trying to ignore them. They're just in a situation where they can't respond. And so it's about offering, giving your partner benefit of the doubt, assuming they would want to connect with you if they had the time and Secondly, don't assume that they know how critical that is for you. Don't assume that they understand. Maybe for them, it's not a big deal to miss a text from you at work because they wouldn't expect you to respond to them while you're at work. So you've got to let them know how critical that is, how important that is, and look for ways to to help you both get what you need and and get that connection, get creative, talk about different things you can do so that your partner set up for success. And so are you, because if you're feeling connected and that your partner cares about making sure there's this connection between the two of you, then you're happy. They're happy because they feel like they can meet your need. They're not set up for failure. Okay. So an exercise to do with this is uh, to sit and think about an example from your own relationship. Maybe a place where you felt like your partner didn't offer benefit of the doubt and, and you'd like to seek repair in that space now and check in and, and say there was never any intention on your side or look at your triggers, places where you start to really start to do some of that negative self-talk about your relationship. And are you able to offer benefit of the doubt to your partner in that situation? Um, Have you guys talked about times that's hurt you and, and maybe there's some repair work that needs to be done and look at the assumptions you're making. What are the assumptions you're making? Um, So like I said, in a situation like I described, a partner thinks it's critical to respond to their partner, even at work, even when they're busy. And the other partner is over there thinking, there's no way I can respond at work. I wouldn't expect them to, right? And it's not about 
hurting each other. It's just about a difference of opinion and approach you have and discussing it and without pointing fingers, without blaming and just talking about how your thoughts, what you need, how you look at stuff like that, right? So all of these techniques I'm offering, again, they're simple, but not easy because they're not easy because you have to get into some vulnerability. And if you're not offering your partner benefit of the doubt and thinking they're doing these things to you intentionally, it's very difficult to be vulnerable and talk about what you may need. So the next time you're triggered by your partner in a situation where it's difficult for the two of you to pass back and forth what the need may be, things like that, try to sit in this place of benefit of the doubt, get offering the benefit of the doubt to them and checking. Don't assume. Check, share what's on your mind, check what's on their mind. And very frankly, why live in this space where you're thinking negatively about your partner all day or whatever, when a simple check-in would do, you know, offer the benefit of the doubt, put it down. And until you have something to worry about, don't worry about it. And again, I know this sounds simple, not easy, and it may take practice in examining right, what you need and how your partner's needs may differ and how do you bring those in alignment. The easiest way is to not assume and actually talk about what's going on for both of you. So thanks so much for joining today. I really would love it if you would rate and review the podcast. And I would love it even more if you would subscribe. Uh, We're on a series right now about how to divorce proof your relationship. And want to make sure that you get all those episodes to follow along. And you can also subscribe to our email list where you're able to get the exercises for the podcast. And that is in the show notes. So again, thanks for joining today and look forward to sharing more ways to divorce proof your relationship in an upcoming episode.